up, everybody? It's your girl, Tiana Smalls, a.k.a. Coach Cooch, and you're listening to In My Bag Podcast, episode 17, y'all. And yes, I'm back for another episode, and I know you guys are waiting for the juice because a lot of shit been going down. And first of all, I want to start this show out with saying congrats to my Virgo sister, Cassie. She did marry her new baby daddy, and you know what her new last name is going to be, right? Mrs. Fine. Now, come on. That last name matches her, like, wonderfully. And I am just so happy for her because I just feel like people was sleeping on her and didn't think she had a plan. But like I said in another show of In My Bag podcast that in her 20s, she was just traveling the world, having a good time with Diddy. And then when she finally decided that it was time for her to have, uh, you know, real love, she went ahead and handled her business. So, I'm extremely um, excited for her and happy, and I'm just glad she stuck with the plan by getting married. I know that Diddy did not expect her to go through with marriage because you know what it is about Virgos? We have like sort of like a commitment issue, you know? Like it took me a lot mentally to really be like, okay, it's time, you know, for you to get married. It's time for you to be with the man who truly loves you and, you know, not have options and things of nature, you know? Throwing in the panties, uh you can ask my friend Laura about this if you don't believe me. Throwing in the panties was like one of the hardest fucking things that I ever did in my life because I used to always say like a girl needs three boyfriends. So I really did not even see myself once I got older getting married. But I got married and I love it and I'm so happy for Cassie. But let's talk about how big mad Diddy ass was. First of all, Diddy, you are so fucking petty. Oh my God, I love it, but you're petty. He went ahead and put up the Ciroc commercial up after the announcement has been made. And I'm like, see, that's your problem, Diddy. You think that all that shit matters. None of that shit matters. Let me tell you something. She's going to get married. She's going to have her baby. And she's going to move on with her life. And she's not, it's going to be like you and her never existed. Because you know what I always say. If you guys have no kids together, you didn't get married together, it doesn't even count. And once you get married, you ain't got no exes. I'm telling y'all, I got married at 30, I have no exes. Don't even claim me, because I don't even know you. That's how I feel. So, therefore, I'm just so happy for her. And a lot's been going on since um, the last time we all met up. Basically, Sanger Fantasia talking about marriage. um, Fantasia was going around saying that a lot of women do not have a husband because they do not know how to, uh, quote-unquote, submit to a man. And a lot of people was hitting me, you know, back about that, like, hit me up, like, Tiana, what you think about that? Because a lot of people know I'm an alpha woman, so they want to hear my opinion about this. See, here's the thing, you know, about Fantasia, and I love Fantasia, so I don't want you guys to take this personally, but I really, uh, I can't take advice from Fantasia because she let a nigga that worked at T-Mobile who was married play the shit out of her and had a baby with that nigga and had to end up paying his wife, so I really can't take advice from her. However, I know that was like, let's say, let's say five, seven years ago, so we can't really judge the past, but I do a little bit. But anyway, uh, we can't really judge the past, but the reality of it is, is that I really don't know what to say about that. I just think that women want to be submissive. I truly believe that. I just feel like a lot of times that there really isn't anyone you can be submissive with, um, 
lot of these guys nowadays, and I love my men, especially my black men, so I don't have anything to say bad about men or anything like that. But a lot of these men are not equipped to run a household. A lot of these men want you to be submissive and then ask you how to do it, and you got to teach them. And a lot of men, you know, it's a different era where women are making more money than the men, and the men are marrying the girls so they can have somewhere to live homosexuals and they need to get on you know this woman's uh you know good medical plan and they need somewhere to live mostly i'm seeing a lot of guys that's just mad homeless these days and there's nothing wrong with that but it's just like this was not what it was like back in the days when i was growing up in the 90s like when i was growing up in brooklyn in the 90s dudes had the money dudes were spending the money dudes had the apartments the cars i mean the pathfinders i mean it was crazy nowadays you meet a guy with a nice car, you better fucking run. Because that means he got a bunch of bills that he can't afford. And nine times out of ten, he's going to be trying to live with you. So, you know, it's a lot of things that have changed. So it's hard to be submissive. I think, um, I want to be very honest about how I feel about being submissive. Yes, there's times where you have to let a man be a man. You got to, you know, shut the fuck up and let them feel good about things and make them feel good about life. And then there's times where it's like, nigga, move to the side. You know, let's, let, me, let me help you. Let me, you know. So I, I don't know. Maybe me and her have to sit down and have a conversation about submissiveness. I don't like the word submissive. It just sounds so like old school. You know, back in the days, women had to be a little bit more submissive. They did not work. They didn't have to do anything. They um All they had to do was take care of the home and feed the kids and things of that nature. Nowadays, you're telling me you're supposed to work 12 hours a day. And then you're supposed to come home and cook for your husband and your kids. And then you got to get the kids ready, get them, like, you know, get their homework ready, uh, get their clothes ready. And then when your man, you know, come home from work or wherever he's been at, because some of y'all got men that don't work, which is some shit I don't understand. But let's just say when you get home, you're supposed to just, like, shut the fuck up and rub his feet and be like, let me shut up and let you be the man. Oh, babe, you know what? The light's about to get cut out. But you're the man. I'm going to just sit there and, like, let, let the lights get cut out because I know that you got it. No, nigga. That, I just think that times have changed. So it's not that I don't think you're supposed to have respect for your man or anything like that. I just feel like the days of just 100% submission is over. I'm, a, I'm down with a 50-50, you know? And I also think men need to um, uplift their women as well. Like, if you want to be treated like the king, you have to treat your woman like the queen. I mean, am I bugging or am I not? I just think it's old school, and I think that old school attitude... You know, and I also think it's all about location. See, um, where Fantasia, you know, really hangs out at or used to hang out at was Atlanta. In Atlanta, a man worth is like, they're worth like 500 times the amount that they're worth in New York. See, in New York, we, we have men. We, we know about men. Men like us. We like them. And we're used to men attention. I think that when you're not used to men and having men in your household and, and in your family and real dudes, you feel like a man is like, oh my God, you know, it's just like your friend, you know, your friend can have a master's degree, she can have, she can be like a wonderful mom, and, but all she want to do is talk about a man when she calling you, you be like, girl, you're so the bomb without like all of that, why every time I speak to you, I got to hear about your man, like you got other shit going on, like let's talk about it, so I just think it all depends on like how much a man is worth to you and like I said I love my man I love my husband and I think I love him more and more the more years that we're married I think the more I love him and I think the more that we go through shit 
And I'm not talking about shit among us. I'm saying like moving with nothing and starting over and him leaving his business, me closing the tea room in Brooklyn. Like we're going to just start over and be thugs and have no family in the town. That took a lot of strength and it took a lot for us to like come together and make shit happen. Like you never know your relationship until it's tested. Like when you like, damn, I'm used to this money coming in every week and every day. And now it's like, you know, we got to figure it out and we got to put it together. We got to get back to hustling and talking about hustling. The season in line is coming. I'm going to talk about that a little later in the show. But yeah, so when it comes down to Fantasia, um, I'm glad she's um like that with her husband and everything like that. But I just want to know how Sway, I mean, it, it's hard out here to be submissive. I don't know. That's just not my sort of way of loving. And I don't think you need to be 100% submissive. I think you need to know when to have respect. Do know your place, but, you know, also know that there sometimes there is no place. I mean, that that's just how I feel. We could talk about it. If you feel I'm wrong, you can hit me up on Instagram at Coach Cooch. But Coach Cooch is normally, like, never wrong. But anyway, talking about husbands, that hooker, hooker. I said it like a real old lady. You guys know that I turned 35 the last time you spoke to me. I told you guys I was turning 35 years old. But I swear... Inside my mind, I'm like 65, okay? So that hooker, Nicole Murphy, okay, actress, whatever she is, model, she's a bad bitch. I ain't gonna hold you up. But that bitch is such a chicken head. You ever saw a chicken head at 55 years old? Almost, that's her. She's gorgeous. She has a nice body. But, you know, it, it's like something that they said. Um, They said something like, like Nick Steve Hustle said something about, like, your body is this Coca-Cola, but your soda's flat, whatever it is. That's how she is. She, you'll see she's just a, like a dang bat. She sat there on Wendy's couch. And I'm going to give it to Wendy because Wendy really could have just been like, girl, you fucking lying. Get off my couch. She just basically was saying like, oh, she saw him and gave him a kiss. It wasn't nothing that serious. And also she thought something else than what it, what it really was. So I guess like saying like, I guess she thought that he was no longer married or something like that. Just lying the whole fucking time and just saying like, oh, you know, we were friends for years, da 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 and then, oh, I don't know his wife like that. You know, we just know each other through past. And first of all, black Hollywood is very fucking small. And then, let me say, like, you may not knew her, knew her. But in the end of the day, you knew they've been married. They've been married for over 20 years. Okay, that's uno, dos, tres, cuatro, cinco, diez, 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 ocho, nueve, diez, once, doce, trece, catorce. Like, quince. I mean, you know, even more. Like, that's a long time. 20 years ago at 20 years ago i was 15 years old so 20 years ago was a long time so you're not gonna say like you thought he had a divorce and if he would have gotten a divorce it would have said somewhere in people magazine or online or instagram saying that oh antoine fuqua got a divorce or anything like that but i could tell when wendy liked somebody so she really didn't want to burn no bridges with nicole so she kind of didn't she was saying little stuff that you had to catch but you got to be hood to kind of catch it nicole's kind of like ditzy hollywoodish so she didn't really Catch a lot of um, Wendy's digs, but me, I'd have like, girl, bitch. I'd have like, bitch, you know what? You came on this show, you better tell the truth. I mean, you can't be sitting here lying to the people because I'm, I'm all about the people, you know what I mean? But I'm tired of Nicole Murphy. I don't care who she fucks. I just know that she is a pathological liar, and I'm just like over her, okay? So anyway, a lot of you guys hit me up when this happened. And I am going to talk about it. A lot of y'all wanted to know, how did I feel about Kris Jenner's boyfriend, Corey Gamble, saying that if Penelope hit him or hit the nanny, 
she was supposed to get her ass whipped or whatever. Here's my thing about that, because you guys know that there's a lot of crime that's going on against children, so I don't know how he even said that on film. Maybe he should have told them that off film. But here's the thing um, about kids and life, and white people don't really know black vernacular. You know what I mean? Like, in black people's world, you know what I'm saying? You tell somebody a story about a kid, we always say that. Oh, I would have whooped her ass. I would have whooped his ass. That's just like a part of black culture. It's basically saying, like, bitch, you better whoop your own kid's ass because they deserve an ass whooping. That's kind of like, you know, how it usually goes or whatever the case may be. But I guess um, people took it really bad that he said that she needs an ass whoop. They feel like she's a little girl. However, I think he more or less was trying to tell Chloe, like, not Chloe. Courtney, I think he was, she was, excuse me, I think he was more or less trying to tell her, like, you better go ahead and discipline that little bitch and be her ass because she's going around being rude. She's slapping nannies, the nanny's quitting, she didn't say anything to you about it, she's slapping the nanny, she's going around hitting people, she's going around telling you to shut up. I mean, it was like a scene where, um, I seen this on Instagram, it was a scene where the little girl was, like, putting her hand over Courtney's mouth. I mean, you can clearly see that this kid does not get disciplined at home. You know, like all bad kids with they snotty nose asses, you know, because all bad kids got snotty noses. They all just, you could tell when they were never disciplined. And I think in a black household, I just think that everything that we know about discipline is like, yo, be, be her ass. But I just think that I don't have a problem with what Corey Gamble said. The only thing is that I just don't think that he should have said it the way he said it, and I don't think he should have said it on TV because, you know, they already look at black men as beasts, and now you're, like, saying, oh, I would have whooped the ass, and, you know, Scott was there, and Scott was like, you would have beat my daughter's ass. Like, you don't ever want to give the media nothing that they can take and make you look like, you know, the bad guy or a rapist or, or a kid killer and, because so many things are happening with children. It was a very sensitive time with kids. So I would watch what I'm saying, you know what I mean? And um, talking about things that happen with children, you know, I put this up on my Instagram page at Coach Cooch about a man in the Bronx. Um, basically, he's been having a couple of mental episodes and he decides to take his daughter, put her in his arms and jump in front of a motherfucking train in the Bronx, okay? That story is crazy. The man was killed instantly. And his daughter, this is how I know that G.O.D. exists, okay? Whether you say God, the ancestors, like my friend Mary Moy say the ancestors, whatever. God, ancestors, higher power, higher being, Allah. This is how you know God exists. Because the little girl came out with a little scratch on her face. And the people of the Bronx rescued this little girl. And she was able to you know, like, slide her way through the train and be rescued. Like, that story is so amazing. But here's the thing about how I feel about the situation. And I can only give you my opinion, Coach Coochie opinion. This show is all about Coach Coochie's opinion. I feel if you know your baby father or your husband is having a couple of mental episodes or he's talking about possibly hurting himself or possibly hurting you, Remember one thing, if somebody is suicidal, that means they're homicidal. I don't care what nobody's saying, I'm not a doctor, but I'm telling you the truth, that if somebody is suicidal, that means they are homicidal. If I hear my man talking like crazy about like, oh my God, I don't love myself no more, I don't want you, and I, you ain't gonna have us, and I'm never gonna let you be around my kid like that. Like 
fucking never, like, you know what I mean, like, no, ever, never, never gonna happen, and things of that nature, so, I think that we have to start listening as moms, I know sometimes it feels so good to get a break, I mean, I had a break last week, shout out to my mother-in-law, she took, uh, my son to her house for, like, nine days, oh my god, I was missing him so much, but he came back a terror, so he can't go over there that long again, but, um, you know, Everybody needs a break, so maybe she felt like, okay, he wants to take the daughter somewhere, great, it's okay. But in the end of the day, he ran into, you know, in front of a fucking train with the little girl. And this is not the first story. There's a couple of stories going on in news, if you Google it, of fathers, like, killing the kids. Cause they feel like, oh, I'm going to hurt her. She ain't going to have both of us. And then the word on the street, now, I'm only telling y'all the word on the street, because you know, Coach Coop, you know people. The word on the street was the wife was supposedly cheating on him, and... She was supposed to leave him, and then once she decided that she wanted to leave him, he got depressed or something, and I guess they tried to work it out, and then that's when he made the decision that he was going to kill a little girl and himself and things, and it's some weak shit. Like, let me explain something to anybody listening, and I'm saying this because I know a lot of people that have died in intimate partner murders, okay? My aunt was killed back in 1994 in South Carolina. My friend Michelle Gomez from high school was killed in 2002 in the Bronx. Um, her baby daddy came into a beauty salon, shot himself, shot her and himself, and that was her baby daddy. And, you know, the kid doesn't have a mother and father right now. So I know this shit is real. And I want you guys to really take that seriously. And when you see people that got signs of, like, mental illness, and they got signs that they will hurt you, don't take it as a fucking game because it ain't cute. And don't take it as, oh, yeah, he's sweating me. Oh, I got him the way I want him, blah, 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 blah. Like, it just, it's just not cute, okay? So don't take that, you know, take every threat seriously. My homegirl hit me up today because I put up a post on my Instagram about how I'm hating all this bullying shit. And let me tell you, it's really upsetting because, you know, like the school shootings and the bullying thing, I hate it. It's a commercial out right now by Sandy Hook Organization and they're showing kids with their back-to-school items. Have you, have you guys seen that fucking commercial? And they're showing kids, oh, I got socks. Uh, the socks is going to help me do this. And they're, like, covering the bullet wound. And, and the little boy, like, oh, I got a skateboard. And he's, like, like, you know, fighting the window with it. And nothing is worse than the end of the commercial. If in the end of the commercial, it comes on 100 times a day if you watch TV on cable. In the end of the commercial, they got a little girl on the floor in the bathroom and she's like oh I got this phone so I could contact my mom and she writes I love you mom and all you do is hear this creepy fucking door and these creepy steps and I guess that's like insinuating that the guy's coming here to kill her I don't listen I understand the shock value I, I, I love a good shock value I love a good marketing campaign but this campaign has been pushed too far. It, it's it, Media sometimes can be too fucked up. And this is like too fucked up. And it's like very aggravating. And um, I don't like it. I don't like the commercials. Really bothering my nerves. I'm not even lying to you guys. It's like bothering my nerves. So I put up like this long post about, you know, how I feel about this bullying shit. and Because you know why? A lot of these shootings and stuff come from people that's like bullying them. And they feel like, fuck that, I'm going to shoot the whole school up and things of that nature. And that's not the answer. You know what I mean? At all. But I guess also these are the times that we're living in. Anyway, that commercial scares the fuck out of me. Anyway, to make a long story short, my homegirl and her son is the cutest thing ever, okay? He's cute. He got nice haircuts. He dressed nice. He's smart. He's athletic. 
And you know when you send those type of kids to school with other kids that's not as smart, not as athletic, not as fly, it comes jealousy. I mean, I remember being in junior high school, bitches jealous of me because I had a father. So I could tell you right away that it, it gets real, real or whatever when it comes down to, you know, this whole ordeal. Anyway, to make a long story short, she wrote me and said, girl, I'm heading to my son's school right now because somebody in his class threatened to shoot him. That's a fucking problem. And you know what's so sad? You have to take every threat like that seriously. You have to take every threat like that seriously. And if that kid is not suspended and sent the fuck away to another school, she needs to go ahead and start a protest. Like, it's getting, like, really ridiculous. It's not like her son is in high school dealing with this shit. He looks like he's in, like, the last year of, of public school or sixth grade. Like, this is the, the fucking reality of that we're living. So I understand why the commercial's so bad. But why are you guys making, uh, you know, the parents, you know, so stressed the fuck out? You guys need to be making something change with the kids. Show the kids that, so what, this kid doesn't have nice clothes. Go over there and talk to him. Maybe offer him a cookie if he got the hungry breath in school and he hungry. You know, offer a cookie. Like, we have to, like, spread the word of kindness with our kids. But this is why I'm glad I had my son late in life. Hopefully, by the time baby Cass gets older, this shit has ceased because I feel like I'm ready to die for mine. I'm, I'm seriously, I, I like, that's how I feel. Like, I cannot handle it. And I know God is never going to give you anything that you can handle. And I can't fucking handle it. Anyway, moving on before I get to some real personal juice, okay? Moving on, I saw the Real Housewives of Atlanta trailer. And um, it looks okay. I mean, I'm not really impressed with it. But it looks like it's going to be a lot of drama. I don't know if I'm going to watch it this season. I'm not going to be, I'm just going to be honest with you because... Like, lately, ever since I turned 35, like, I just want to think about upward mobility. And I feel like all y'all getting money, all y'all need to be putting, like, some fabulous scenes in there. Like, y'all all getting money. Y'all all own property. Y'all all, you know, do things. Like, I am tired of toxic shit. Just like Evelyn from Basketball Wise with her toxic, dried-up ass. She had an argument on uh, the most recent episode with OG, who is a career woman, you know, a former football player. And she was saying, oh, I got a, I got kids, I got a family, and I got A1 credit, and I got some good pussy. Oh, Lord. Everybody always say they got good pussy, and yet they cannot keep a man. Everybody I know that got good pussy always keep a man some type of way. Maybe one, two, three, four men. So I don't know about that. You had to go back to basketball wives. You needed the money, so I don't know about that pussy. So, but the point of matter is the only thing that Evelyn has is not enough points to get Social Security because she's 50 years old, almost, and by the time Social Security comes, she's not going to have enough points to get Social Security. So she better hope that pussy's working for her and her gums when she gets 65 and years old in a few years. So, I mean, I just don't understand the toxic behavior, you know what I mean? And talking about toxic, I want to get into some personal, you know, toxicity that I've been feeling, okay? So, as you guys know, I had a slumber party for my birthday and let me tell you guys, it was so fucking fabulous. I, like, really enjoyed myself. Um, I had 11 women. It was 10 other people other than myself. My sisters came. My mom came. My friend um, Laura came. My friend Miriam came. My friend Janae came. My friend Shawanda drove, like, over four hours to come see the kids. Like, uh, my friend, my new friend Heather came. Like, honey, bunny tone. I mean, my mother. It was just, like, 
it was like let my cousin Walida came. I mean, it was so wonderful and beautiful. Um, I made everybody get robes, so everybody had on their robes. Um, I had on a robe too, but it was like a little bit different because I was a birthday girl, and I had on like a little black lace number or whatever the case may be. And we had a good time. We even had karaoke contests. I'm telling you, we won the karaoke contest, me, Laura, and Walida. We sung Week by SWV, and then the whole audience joined in because my sister's like, oh, we should just all join in, not knowing that we was going to win because the audience participated. Hello. But anyway, make a long story short, we had a great time. We had food. We had good discussion. And let me tell you something. It was so positive. You know how you've ever been around? Like, that's why I don't like these shows because it only makes it seem like it's always a fight or it's always... Uh, toxic when black women especially come together and when I tell you it's not one shady fucking moment at my slumber party but also I also think that has something to do with the host I'm a very positive person so I wouldn't even allow that kind of energy in my cypher but at the end of the day no matter what the media is telling you guys there is a way that you can get along with each other so we had a great time wonderful God is good so a few days later it was Angela Simmons' birthday. So, a few days later, she put up basically, like, the same pictures that I put up. Like, it was, like, her with uh, six actresses, uh, meaning models, people she paid, more than likely, to get in the photograph. And they had the pink on. And I ain't make up the pink robe. So, I don't want y'all to think that I'm sitting here saying, like, oh, she biting off me because she got a pink robe. No. That's not what I'm saying. Let me tell you what really made me feel a certain way. She went ahead and practically had the same shirt on as me, which was a lace shirt that was black and blah, 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 blah. So here's the thing. That triggered me because in the end of the day, I have met um, Angela Simmons. Angela Simmons know who I am. I have met her. All these, A lot of celebrities follow me. The cool ones follow me with their real pages, and then the ones that don't want to seem like they follow me, they got fake pages watching me, or they got their partner page watching me. So whoever it is that's... um. You know, following for Angela Simmons, y'all can suck a whole dick because I know y'all trying to be funny. Me, when I met um Angela, when I met Angela, I wasn't a fan because she came up to me while I was with my man and was like, I want those shoes. I was like, all right, you know, I'm from Brooklyn, I'm young, I don't, I don't know what she's talking about. So I'm like, all right. She's like, oh my God, I want those shoes so bad I could take them off your feet. I was like, okay. Not once he said, oh, oh, you know, those are nice shoes. Oh, where did you get them from? What? She was like, I want those shoes. And, like, she's very dorky, so she talks very condescending. Like, I want those shoes. And I was like, oh, get the fuck out of my face or whatever. So, you know, and then, like I said, we know people. We know mutual people, whatever the case may be. But the way she put it up, she was trying to be funny. And this is the thing about these celebrity, a lot of celebrity, quote-unquote, girls. A lot of them, I don't know what it is. But when you're real, a lot of people just is very intimidated by you. Like, they just feel like you're too much for them. And the reality of it is that if you don't fuck with me, that's fine. But I really don't give a fuck because you don't have to fuck with me. Everybody ain't going to fuck with each other. You know what I'm saying? So I'm not offended at all. If you don't want to be my friend, fuck it. But if you don't want to be my friend, like, don't try to copy shit and act like I don't have any supporters or fans that's going to tell me you're being a fucking copycat bitch. But in the end of the day, it was very obvious that she copied and she was trying to be funny. But here's the thing. I got a little upset about it. I usually let people rock when people do, like, grimy shit to me. Just like how that shit that Yandy tried to pull when she tried to take a show right under my nose. But it was okay because what she did was show me who people's true colors was. 
I was handling some business with people, and one person who was supposed to be cool with, and I guess they felt like Yandy was on TV at the time, currently, they probably felt like she had more juice. But what they don't understand is that none of these bitches had their own show. And, and, you know, like, I know that y'all might not know my resume. My resume is A1 to the point that I didn't have to have a show for years, and my shit is still A1 because people have not caught up yet. You know what I mean? Meaning that, in case you're just a new listener, I had my own show on MTV already, okay? I also started two seasons of a huge show on VH1, as well as went on 20 to 30 talk shows and wrote books and got a book deal from HarperCollins because of the deal. And also my MTV show came from the book that I wrote. So basically, I got a show based off of a literary work that I have created. You're not on my level, bitches. I done wrote movies. I done, I really, you know, done things before. Now, yes, I have not made it to the success level that I should have made it to because there's a lot of politics. And with a lot of politics come a lot of bullshit. And I'm not down with the bullshit. The stuff that they do for TV, I'm never going to do for TV. But what I want to say is if you're going to copy off of a, a person like me, all I ask is you give me my props. Don't act like when somebody be like, oh, Tiana Smalls did it. Who? Who's Tiana Smalls? I never heard of Tiana Smalls. You ain't never hear about Tiana Smalls and you're in the industry, you're a fucking liar. Because I broke barriers and I made moves. And another thing is, there's not a lot of big titty, dark skin, you know, that, you know, got confidence that's going to walk around Brooklyn style on you like that. So you don't, don't act like you ain't never hear about me. Just be like, oh, I don't know her like that. Maybe it was just coincidence with the party. But I'm talking about like, oh, I, don't, I never heard of her before. When I worked for Russell Simmons, um, Global Grind and everything, you heard about me before. I've been around a long time. I've been in this business since 2007, 2008 officially. But 2007, blog and all that. So I don't want to hear that at the end of the day. So a lot of people try to like, a lot of celebrity girls try to like diminish me like because I'm not out there and I'm not getting plastic surgery and I'm not fucking football players to pay my rent like them they want to like diminish me and you're not going to sit there and diminish me because in the end of the day your resume ain't all that and another thing is somebody like Angela her resume could be off the chain because you are Simmons but you was doing more when you was young sis so I'm not impressed now and definitely no no reality show bitch it could ever like make me feel no type of way but the reality of it is that y'all gonna show some respect for Tiana Small's name I gotta start breaking down resumes and shit that people really do out here. We can really talk. Plus, became a real estate agent, what I wanted to do my whole life. I'm living my life like it's golden. Y'all copy up for everything else except getting y'all a husband. I don't understand. You gonna copy, get you a baby daddy. Copy. For real, for real. You know what I mean? So, these are the things that just was like really on my mind. But then I had to realize like, these bitches, you know, you just gotta understand that fake and real is never going to like coexist and all you can do is just take all this shit as like a learning um lesson because really it's just like really petty but i created like a real uh rant about everything because i was like really fucking aggravated i'm telling you like things get me very aggravated that i cannot explain it'd be like the littlest thing like it takes me a long time to like flip but when i flip about something i be aggravated just like these motherfucking reboots Every show and movie from the 90s, they're trying to bring back. Coming to America 2, I understand. Lisa's saying Coming to America 2. They brought back, you know, Boomerang as a series for BET. They're, well, I was okay. I was shutting up about the, the reboots until they, till this came across my desk. Okay, and it said, New Jack City reboot in works with Snowfall's Malcolm and Mays writing. No, 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 fucking no. Some things, y'all gonna leave the fuck alone. Y'all not gonna just be messing up every classic. In the end of the day, 
if you feel that you can write a story similar to New Jack City, maybe you could call it something the fuck else. Jack. Maybe you could call it City Boys. I don't know what you want to call it. And then you could put in the in the credits that it, it arrives from, you know, based off of New Jack City. I can respect that. Even though I don't want to respect that, but I can respect that. But the reality of it is, is that the same characters or, okay, what is going to be Nino Brown's son now that he had with the whole bitch. She's a crackhead now. And, you know, and then they go ahead and G-Money's son and then you're going to all come together and, and sell drugs in Harlem. Like, eh. First of all, the white people ain't even know how they're going to let y'all film that shit in Harlem. So it's just like, leave certain stories alone. As an artist, I do not appreciate reboots. I think that there's enough writers out here. I think there's enough internet web series shows that y'all could put some real writers behind and some real money behind and that can pop off. Like, you might as well go ahead and take that money and put it into Money and Violence like a newer version on TV. Like, make them start the whole series over and re-record it for TV if that's the place. I mean, you know, if that's the point, you could go ahead and make Respect Life. You could go ahead and, and like, pick up real new content. I fucking hate reboots. I'm telling you guys, it is really fucking annoying. And I'm, I'm, I'm dead serious and I'm very upset about it. But anyway, hmm. See, I get, I go in, all right? <laughs> but anyway, I'm in my bag about that. But I just want to um, discuss that I am 35 years old um, and that a lot of things have changed over the past two weeks. Um, me and a very close friend, we have fallen, fallen out over some dumb shit. And also, like, a lot of my friends, I think that I'm growing in a different pace, which is always true. I just don't want to hear about certain stuff. If it's not about upward mobility, like, I don't want to hear about anything that doesn't benefit my friends. Like, I want my friends to, like, benefit. That's what I want. If you're talking to a guy, you got to be telling me y'all going to Puerto Rico to fuck somewhere. I don't want to hear about nothing that we could have did at 15 years old. Does that make sense? Like, I am 20 years older than... A 15-year-old, and I do not want to hear about a 35-year-old woman talking to some nigga and not getting nothing out to do. I really don't want to hear about that. Like, just, that just, like, confuses me, and I don't want to talk about it. It's like, I don't want to hear about grown women, like, falling in love. Like, I think, like, one of my friends was mad at me because, you know, she was explaining that she was falling for this guy, and they never really went nowhere or did nothing. So I was like, how are you, you know, I'm one of them honest friends, and sometimes maybe I should not be so honest, but... It's like, you know, she was telling me, like, oh, you know, me and this guy went to the movies. I'm feeling him, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay, what else you guys did? It was like, we didn't do nothing else. And I'm like, uh, how the fuck are you feeling him then? Like, you guys are 35 and 40 years old. You let some 40-year-old nigga not take you nowhere? Like, I don't understand that. Like, I don't know. I grew up very differently. Like, my father wouldn't even hear about some dude unless it's like, y'all going out, y'all going on a trip. Like, we are grown now. Like, if a guy even want to, like, if I was single, like, a lot of my friends, a lot of ladies I know, and I met a guy, and he wanted, you know, want to fuck, and I want to fuck, and we want to go hang out, and, you know, after a while, y'all start dating and everything like that, he would have to take me out of town, like, out of the country to fuck me. Like, I would not be sitting here in your crib having sex with some guy like that don't pay no rent or anything in your house like it's that's like very confusing and then also a lot of people i know they have dreams and goals and aspirations and i'm like well you know how is this person contributing to your life you know i got deeper questions at 35 how is that person contributing to your life not saying that oh this person could afford to put you on or anything like that but i'm saying like 
For an example, if you got to move, right, and you're talking to a guy, you got to move, you got boxes, you got to move out of storage, and you got shit that you got to, you got to go ahead and take these clothes from New York to here, who's going to do that for you? So if you don't got, if none of the niggas you're talking to going to do that for you, then it's really nothing for me to talk about with you about him. Gotta be something to talk about. You know what I mean? Just like with my energy. I'm really being cautious of my energy. Because I realize now that I do have, like, a positive energy. And I have people who sometimes they want to suck your positive energy. They want to call you and talk about nothing. Or they want to call you and get your advice. And then when you're sitting there and you need to figure out some shit, you there looking stupid by yourself trying to figure it out. So, at the end of the day, it's like, guys, I really want you guys to be mindful of your energy, especially going into 2020, be mindful of your energy, be mindful of everything around you, because you never know who the fuck is sucking you dry, it could be any fucking person, and if people get mad at your growth, then fuck them, because you don't need them anyway, you know what I mean, because we have to grow, being 35 years old, like, that is only 15 years younger than a 50-year-old, like, what? Like, I'm 15 years younger than a 50-year-old. Like, that's not even sexy to me at all. And it's time for grown shit, and it don't hit my line unless it's about some upward mobility, okay? And in good news, one of my friends met her booze mama and family. Now, that's upward mobility. That's the shit I'm talking about. <laughs> anyway, I know we had a lot to talk about this week, so I made sure that I updated you guys on everything. But before I go, I want to talk about my season in line by the next episode i should give you guys the name of um excuse me my new season in line by the next episode i'm going to give you guys the name of the season in line and let me tell you something i am so proud of my season in line if you know you know that i've been working on this since february 2018 which was a more than a year and a half ago yes i realize now that greatness takes time and i don't rush anything now and I've been cooking online for like over five years, but you guys just probably now know. If you want to see like my food that's online, you can check out Cooking with Tiana. That's T-I-O-N-N-A. And we're going to have the season line, but the trick of the season line is it's going to be complete seasoning. So meaning that you don't have to put now one other um, seasoning in it. Everything will come like basically all together so let's just say your man talking about some babe i need you to make some chicken for my mamas we about to go you know check them you're gonna be able to go ahead and put that seasoning on that chicken and throw that shit in the oven and it's gonna come out right for perfection if, especially if you're watching my videos on how to season your food and things of that nature because we're gonna have videos we're gonna have um different type of pop-up events so you can have like buy food as well as the seasonal line and we're also going to cater like a lot of um, events. Um, we did start the Tea Room Kitchen portion of the Tea Room Empire. So you can follow at the Tea Room Kitchen. So there's going to be a lot of food. And we're going to have it out way before Thanksgiving. So do not worry about any of that. And I hope you guys support as well as in my bag. Um, merchandise is coming very soon. So I've been a really busy, busy person. Also, to update you guys on my um, fitness journey, everything is going wonderful um, with my fitness journey. The first month, I was just like learning about food and, you know, what food does to the body and how much food you're really supposed to consume and things of that nature. And this month, the second month, I'm just like focusing on changing my relationship with eating and not eating um, so much fast food and also just not 
eating just because you're like bored or you don't have anything else to do or you're trying to figure out some shit or you know just to eat just to eat you know like when you're from the hood you don't really learn proportions so I learned that the first month about proportions and and vegetables and things of that nature but this month I'm just mostly focusing on triggers too okay we're gonna get into that like triggers like what triggers me to eat or what triggers me to eat late or what makes me want to eat what makes me not want to eat you got to figure out all of those things when you're trying to get to a certain part of greatness in your mind, in your body, in your soul. So I'm figuring out my triggers and whatever my triggers is, I'm just going to stay the fuck away from it. And weak people and weak things is my trigger. I figure that out. So I just want to stay away from shit like that. Misery and miserableness and aggravation and you got to explain every fucking thing. I don't even explain every fucking thing to my husband, much less a person in the street. So that's all I got to say. Anyway. You're checking out In My Bag Podcast, episode 17. Make sure that you come back for the next episode, which will be episode 18, coming soon, all right? Once again, thank you so much for listening to In My Bag Podcast. I, I really do love and appreciate each and every one of you guys. All right, y'all. I'll check y'all next time. Peace.